Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Peter Main, joined by Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello, that's me. Justin Robert Young. Hello. And Brian Brushwood. That's right. Gentlemen, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things. It's true. I'm glad somebody's finally At least we're acknowledging it. One decade in, we can finally say we've been doing We've been been talking about a lot of things for a lot of time. I go out on a street corner. Many people are saying, What do you know about weird things? And they say, I've not heard of that. And say, so, I don't have any change on me. Right. Yeah. I don't carry cash. Yeah. One of the things we talk about, we've talked a bit about like exploring the outer planets mm-hmm. and uh, we've talked about space stuff, interstellar yep. travel. For our audience listeners, if you listen closely, like we, we cue in on things before it even hits the mainstream and stuff because that's, that's what true. we are. Uh, We're early, 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 early adopters, early noticers, early opiners, on, early on champions. Yeah. One of the one of the things that we'd uh, early haters, were, yeah, that too. Actually. We've been talking about were rogue planets. Yes. Oh yeah. You know we're big fans of rogue planets because mm-hmm. when people think about space, it's not something that people normally think about. For those listeners that don't know, like a rogue planet is basically a planet that doesn't or- orbit a particular star. It left its solar system, and the estimates for the number of rogue planets out there are extremely high. There could be some people say as you know maybe as many planets free floating as there are planets orbiting stars, which wow. means a lot. There could be million billions or trillions of rogue planets going through there, and our solar system makes a circuit around the Milky Way. Like we go around the Milky Way once every I don't know, like I forget for like. When we get around to it, yeah, don't it's like three hundred million years. We I forget, like the, we get around, all right? We do. But we do make these things, everything is in motion and do these. And so rogue planets aren't just sitting there between one point A and point B. They're moving through space too. And we've Hustlers. talked about exactly getting things done. Playboys. We've talked about play planets. Play planets. We've talked about before one of the ways in which you might an intergalactic civilization might come about isn't just you go from your solar system to the next solar system over. Like our solar system goes out, we have the Kuiper Belt, we have the Oort Cloud, we have things that extend far away, further out than we realize, that come to the fringe of other solar systems. And you just might go from showing from planets to small to comets or asteroids, or even there could be planets that are further out in our own solar system. We've talked about Planet X to the idea of rogue planets. And now somebody finally has picked up what we're putting down. I mean, probably independently thought about it. But a, a new research article in the International Journal of Astrobiology talks about the idea. This is by uh, Irina Romanovskoya. Says, "Hey, uh, she says I propose that extraterrestrial civilizations may use free-floating planets as interstellar transports to reach and explore and colonize planetary systems. So the, we know the concept of a generation ship, which is like the ship that you just have multiple generations of people live on there, and eventually you get there." That's basically that. And we've talked about this on here, that idea of if you wanted to just kind of expand outwards, you could use rogue planets. 
which is what you know this paper is talking about. Well, huh. and 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 it's all a question of like uh, how much do you know with how much fidelity? If you knew all of let's say the next twenty seven systems nearby, uh, uh, all of the objects that are expected to uh, be swinging around the comets and so on, then you could, with the slightest nudge, have a subterranean, self sustained. Uh, uh, ecological economy inside of a planet buckled up, ready to go, and then just wait for uh, uh, whether it's, you know, you set off a nuke or whether you well, wait for the right uh, uh, comet to whip you out. And then you end up sort of like a tourist or a parasite, spend a few generations it, orbiting another system, knowing that the next comet is going to slingshot you over to the next well, one. Just Assuming no Herculean efforts at trying to move a planet's trajectory, considering there may be billions or trillions of them, it might just be a matter of mapping them like the currents and say, hey, we know in 200 years, something's going to come through our system that's going to work its way out past Alpha Centauri. So we're going to hop on board there and just hitching a ride like, like, without like having a, to, you know, well, a, a lower tech, lower tech civilization could do that. Yeah, so so you're, you're, you're just catching it like it's the next tram. You're that's just like, let, let, let's all load up. That's and, even better. And we know because, where it's going. Because you could have a fleet of, I don't know, figure, you know, I don't know, let's say 200 battle stations, uh, 200 battle stars or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 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 you, you link up, you, you hit that orbit, you mine that rogue planet for all it's worth. Uh, you extract whatever energy producing minerals or, or, or H3s there are, and, and off you go. Well, it might. That. Maybe, but the, the the challenges of trying to intercept it and to get resources from there might be costly compared to exploiting elsewhere. Just think about it like missionaries or people who just say, "Hey, we want to go to the stars. We're just gonna we're gonna catch this this current that goes out to here, and we're gonna go see because we know it's gonna take us to interesting places." And just for people wondering, like, how does it survive without a sun? Well, you're if you have water, and then basically the top freezes over, and you have geothermal. You could still have life. You could have oceans. It's just going to be under a layer of ice. Yeah, essentially, the whole planet becomes a, a space vessel. Like a, that's like, that, 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 that's the whole idea. Is that like like can you colonize a rogue planet with the understanding that it will take you somewhere else, and and you will eventually? I mean, I guess the the, the key is longevity here, right? Like like you gotta you gotta have you know a, a commitment that it's going to be a generation ship. I. Wouldn't you want to like practice, like like take a take a for example Europa, right? Uh, build your whole hamster city down close to the geothermal vents yeah. and run everything and live for for a little bit. Well, think about on, on that point. You think about like why would I want to leave? You know why why leave Earth? If you're if you're super intelligent prehensile squids in Europa living under an ice cap, and I'm like, hey, how would you like to live under a slightly larger ocean ice cap? Plus, get to visit other solar systems, and it's it'll be an environment similar to what you're already in. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if I'm getting to the theory of mind of a squid monster living under a robot, but <laughs> but the idea is where we talk about we oh I'd miss my sun and the blue sky and all that. Like like you already live under the ice. It's just different. It's just ice going somewhere cool. Well, yeah. And- uh, plus, as as we've talked about before, you know, uh, for extended trips, uh, the increasing importance of VR makes it so it's like, you know, what do, what do you care if it's an actual 
perfect blue sky day or one that is projected into your eyeballs, you're still going to feel like it's the most magical day ever. I mean, like, I love VR, but also, boy, did I know the difference between playing uh, uh, golf in VR with my friends than leaving my house during the lockdown. Uh, yes, but do you know the difference? Like, what is the difference in anger of continuing to be unable to defeat the Rat King, whether we're in person or virtual? What I mean, if yeah. we're in VR right now and we're on a rogue planet drifting oh, between the stars? I mean, I'll tell you, look, I think that there are a lot of reasons for which everybody would understand, okay, this is the new normal, right? Like, so I do buy your premise in that, like, if we were on there, then yes, VR would make things more, uh, uh, I would rather have that tool in the new normal than not. Right. Well, imagine if our subjective experience was essentially, uh, okay, okay, uh, this is going to be a dumb Brian thought experiment, and Andrew very likely will have very good reasons why it can't work. Get ready. Uh, Get ready. Justin will very likely have reasons why it will not be stylish enough for his interests. Uh, but imagine. Fashion plate. <laughs> imagine Justin Young. We get onto a rogue planet. Mm -hmm. We get all of our brains either uploaded into computers or our, our chemistry slowed down enough that, um, uh, and we are, are able to, to basically uh, uh, pixel for pixel fill our eyes, ears, all of our senses with a sense that we're on earth. But instead of, um, <laughs> but we get to pull the go fast button and one at a time, different solar systems come to us. And, and, and so it's like, okay, we're all bored now, right? We're all bored. Great. Pull it. Mm. Now what's actually happening is all of us are slowing down. Not quite hyper sleeping, but just, yeah. you know, all of our, everything slowed down. Suddenly, we're, we're at Alpha Centauri, and now we get to go out, you know, like, basically, I'm talking about a cruise. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, 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 what, what, what you're actually explaining, you, you, are, you, are, you are explaining God. the magic school bus. Like, yeah, God is a you cruise, are, you are, uh, cruise director. Exactly, yeah. Brian, and the Brian, Lido Lounge will now be playing COVID. Everybody come. Brian, Brian, Brian is a intergalactic Miss Frizzle. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. And and then like you you make some babies and you decide like, well, leave them to populate this one. Uh I'm going to make 20 more and and save them for <laughs> the next one. You just drop your children off like spores on on a planet. Yeah, because I'm going to survive long enough to see them on on the Flippio. Yeah. <laughs> on the Flippio. That's the last thing you <laughs> say to your cool. dear barely pubescent children. See, see you on, on the Flippio. Flippio. Yeah, exactly. See, you get it. All right. <laughs> Being a parent's weird. <laughs> They're getting on the flippio. Getting kind of <laughs> metaphysical and existential, and probably speaking things that are going to sound extremely horrible, but why not? It's the show. Yeah. When you think about the idea of like, what if we're in? This is a thing I thought about. Like, if if we're in sort of some simulation and it's a game or something like this, and you think about the horrific things that happen to people, like absolute horrific things that happen to people in our world. And then imagine a game designer explaining, oh, no, that's really not that bad because you actually recover for it. What's really horrible is exformination. What's that? Oh, you don't have that in your world. That's why your world's really cool, where you can just get, like, murdered and die of a horrible disease. You would much prefer that to this other thing in our reality. 
Uh, ooh, that's interesting. So yeah, that that we are gifted for having some sort of uh, a permanent death state, where in in their well, world they do not. Not necessarily that we have like the idea is that when you play a video game. Like, like in our reality, we think like, what are the worst things? We're like, I don't know, getting murdered, going through like being tortured. And if what if what if this was inside of another reality? Like, no, like that's 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 you can recover from that. There's a pill. It doesn't really last. There's really worse things than that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, we have a thing like, oh, it's like, you know, you're getting, you know, attacked by hyenas for a billion years. That's a normal thing that happens to people here. Yeah, that's way worse. Yeah, that that, that is that is a a a. I mean, I guess we're kind of getting into the, like, Dante's levels of hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's the point is to sort of say is, like, when you start thinking about, you know, realities inside of realities, if, like, if like what's your idea what the worst thing in the world or the most, you know, like, oh, what's better than sex? There is this thing called, you know, you know, well, we saw an avatar, apparently. You know, you just <laughs> yeah. stick your tentacles right in there. <laughs> You just F a planet, yep. you know? That's, that's what you do in that's, Avatar. That's exactly the place where people see tentacles getting shoved places. Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, patreon.com slash weird things <laughs> is where you need to go to get uh, 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 your tentacle, a.k.a. your credit card, and shove it into the database uh, that gives us money. Oh, listen, I'm glad you brought it up, Justin. People don't talk enough about uh, tentacles, and nope. we are way too short on them. Look around. How many tentacles do you see in this very studio? Uh, 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 considering uh, um, anything I was going to say was going to be too graphic, uh, uh, none, Brian. <laughs> That's right. And is that number too much or not enough? Uh, not enough when it comes to the money we would like to make on so, patreon.com uh, slash weird things. Listen up, suckers. Yeah. Give us those tentacles Suck. at patreon.com <laughs> slash weird things. Tents up, pose pointing down. out. That Avatar normalized tentacle porn yeah. was such a controversial statement. What if that was where the idea began for Cameron and he worked backwards to build the rest He's of that He's watched movie. a ton of anime. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, I need to normalize hentai. Uh, 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 how do I do it? Think, Jimmy, think. And next thing you know, <laughs> Avatar, the next 15 years of his life. Just make, make, <laughs> making Zoe Zeldana do another take with a gigantic mech machine on her face. You heard it here first, folks, and hopefully Patreon.com slash weird things. <laughs> we, we're all in agreement that movie's going to make a jillion dollars, right? Oh, yeah. It's going it's to crush. It's going to, and, and it's going to remind and everyone's, us. And everyone's going to complain good. about it, and everyone's going to be like, I don't know. It was, but if, if there's one thing that Top Gun showed us is that we just want to see the cool thing on the big screen yep. now more than ever, and it's going to be a lot of cool thing on a big screen. And apparently there, we're more forgiving than ever now. <laughs> like, competency is the new A-plus in movies. There's a, a funny article by the font designer who was asked to do the new Avatar font. <laughs> oh, really? Because like, he's like, I like, yes, I've seen the video. I've watched it a bunch of times, and then out of nowhere I get the request to do the new Avatar. If you haven't seen it, there's a Saturday Night Live video uh uh, about why with, why Avatar's font is papyrus, one of the most uh, 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 beleaguered and and made fun of fonts in the world of it was typography. Like, it, was like, it was like next in like 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 um, Comic Sans is still neck broken, swinging from the gallows, and next in line is papyrus. And then Jimmy Cameron says. He looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so in the video, Ryan Gosling plays. It's probably my favorite Ryan Gosling performance ever <laughs> where 
you know, he uses chooses papyrus and he gets you know stalked by people like, I know what you did. <laughs> you know? Is is this riffing on uh, Helvetica or uh, uh, some other font based movie that I don't know? No, 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 no. It's no. it, it just that, it's font nerd uh, okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just, it's just, just the fact that you know, like, if you see it, if you knew it, you're like. The most expensive complex we've ever made. He effing used papyrus. Papyrus. Like, <laughs> but papyrus has impressive consistency amongst letter forms. So. But also, it's like that's 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 what makes Jimmy Cam's it's, Jimmy Cam's right. Like, it sticks to like, the basics. It's but it's like it's like every herbal tea shop, and it is. you know, it's like it's just you know you go to like a a craft fair and it's papyrus <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh man uh, so anyhow that is funny but uh hey uh you, you know what's cool what's that andrew main cooler than papyrus megalodons megs oh yeah megs but uh new bacon new and research. megs but you know you know it sucks there's no more megalodons no what? no Dead. Right? no more they all died no more well jason statham killed them all but you did? uh yeah, yeah. Have you haven't seen Meg, by the way. Have you seen Meg? I haven't, but I've heard it's good. Oh, Meg is Meg is a treasure. A Meg is delight. Meg is, hey, we're making a movie about a ridiculously large giant shark. Let's embrace that. And uh Meg does, is super, does, super does, fun. Does Statham punch it? Yeah. Everything you could want. It is how dare you ask that, Justin? Does he punch the I'm, shark? Does hey, he, does, does, does Bruce Lee use, like, kung fu? Uh, just, just the idea, I mean, because that's, I mean, if I were writing the Megalodon and Jason Statham was attached, I would just be like, many times would Jason Statham punch the shark and the shark would be visibly hurt. Because, of course. Yeah, you you need to, it is the most Statham and the most giant shark movie you can imagine. <laughs> okay. It, it, it is, it, it's like, it's like, it's, People sometimes be like, oh, I don't know. It's sort of it knows what it's like. Like I love Armageddon. Like I love the movie Armageddon because they Michael Bay knows what the movie is. Yeah. He knows it's a, a larger than life comic book. He it's a comic book movie. He understood that. And a lot of people are like, I didn't really like the technical or the science. Like, shut up, nerd. Go back and watch Doctor Who and tell me how that's scientific. Okay. Um. So I mean, like, to me, like I'm a very a barely you, barely veiled subtweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm as nerdy as you can imagine. But I like things that I don't mind if it's like, no, this is going to be absurd and whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Thor, I'm not sitting there going like, well, where is Asgard? How does does the Rainbow Bridge uh, uh, factor into? If you are the one generating the centripetal force, how does that launch you? I don't get it. Yeah, I get upset when a movie is like when people are like, oh, the accuracy or this is we're going to be. And I'm like, no, like, I don't care. But uh, anyhow, uh, so uh, one of the reasons there may be no megalodons. Is that apparently they may have been outcompeted by the great white shark, my friends? As you know, I'm buddies with great white sharks. Yeah. I have photos to prove it. Uh, apparently, because they coexist at the same time, but it looks like the great white may have like outcompeted it and out ate it, which is not oh. unlike those eating contests where you think the big fat guy is going to win, but it's the skinny dude. But it's Joey yeah. Chestnut. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, Justin is deeply uncomfortable with this question, but mm-hmm. if a great white shark had all of its teeth removed. Oh my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, and offered you a massage to just kind of gum you oh, on each of your limbs. You learned to would start you with accept? That bit of the bitch. Do you know what the crushing force is of the jaws? <laughs> I. I 
He's a pro. He's a pro. So he's 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 not out to eat. He's not Andrew. Andrew, to- what Brian is asking you is if a great white shark was sentient and was a licensed massage therapist, yes. it had all of its teeth removed. Yes. Would you get a massage from a toothless great white in while, which, which, in which, 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 which it, gummed, limbs, it gummed your limbs? Yes. All the way up and down. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, What's Thomas. his Yelp rating? <laughs> I, all right. I can tell the questions ahead of its time. All right. I acknowledge you nobody's are, prepared for this. Brushwood, Brushwood is streets ahead on this one. <laughs> what is uh, we're looking? This is oh, this is, this is. Yeah, no, this is actually Andrew's like pictures which, of great white sharks, which is being blurred. That's me. Yeah, it that's is my it, head. Yeah. Unfortunately, Andrew, it is being blurred by your. By your, I know, your, I know. Your, which only just makes the it seem shark more perverse. Uh, the and, big, and I would like to remind you how professional this shark is. Uh, uh, so, all right. So, so great whites, uh, is it because they were smaller and faster that they just deprived them of uh, food or were there actual like attacks between the two? Is it like a lion versus hey, wild that? dog situation? That's a great white. Hey, yeah. what's up, bud? And there's one massage. There's Maine. <laughs> How much for thirty minutes? Just a foot <laughs> massage. I'm, I'm trying real hard this to be the shepherd. So yeah, this was this was Brian's <laughs> thing. Brian envisioned a world that clearly he wants to exist in, where he would be gummed as a massage by a great white shark. I just why which, not get like an octopus to do? Because like he doesn't Swedish want massage. that. He wants, and then we had to go like we had to get 30 <laughs> minutes before we found out that it wasn't like a cartoon jabberjaw situation. It wasn't a jabberjaw situation at all. Where he was outside of the water, we were lying in the water in because. Pool. Upside down. Upside down. That's right. You had to be floating so that you would have neutral buoyancy and you would be able to. You'd have sucker marks all over. The problem with the Megalodon versus Great White was. Apparently the Great Whites were a bit more nimble and able to out eat and basically eat a lot of the same food that the Megalodon wanted to eat. So, 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 so th- basically th- th- this was not a direct piranhas. attack situation where like they were they were fighting each other for stuff. It was just that the big ass slow Megalodon couldn't couldn't survive anymore. They starved to death. Did the Great Whites directly eat the Megalodons or did they outcompete the Megalodons? Outcompete. Outcompete yeah. is the evidence. Their theories of Megalodon extinction have ranged from could have been parasitic but one of the theories was that basically they ate all the larger whales and then whales got smaller and it just wasn't efficient for them. And this is a new theory is the idea that the the great whites and it may have been may have been several factors. It could have been as the megalons ate off a lot of the larger, larger like whales, whatever they were preying upon. They then had to go for smaller fish, but the great whites were able to eat them better than they were. Mm. When when was the the the, the last Megalodon, do we reckon? When, 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 when did this this old species die off? I think thirty million. I think that's about when they went. But let me let me give you a better three point six million years ago. Like I said, I was off by a factor of ten. <laughs> eh, <that's fine. laughs> I wanted more distance, and that's the fossil record. So it maybe it's wrong. But I mean, yeah, yeah that that's where no, we that, all that, get yeah, to three, shout no. coelacanth. You never know; could be out there. Yeah, megacanth. Yeah, the, 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 the question of how long could, again, and when they say the fossil record, that means that's the last fossil. Not that yeah. we know that that was the very last one, but the idea is it probably within a range of 10,000 years or something from there, the other ones would have gone. Perhaps. The Saleacanthus Brian brought up was a fish that we thought had been extinct for a very long considering time, and then it showed up in like a fish market. And 
the difference there would be that the areas where the megalodon would have hunted and eaten would be areas that we would have seen that we would be seeing whales with big chunks missing out of them although the premise of the book meg by steve altman of which the movie meg is very loosely based upon was that they'd been living in like the marianas trench below a thermal vent and it wasn't until that that there was a layer or below a thermal layer it wasn't until that layer got disrupted that the megalodon started to come up through there um, am, am, am i right in that part of the reason everything was bigger uh you know millions of years ago was straight up because the ox uh the atmosphere had more oxygen in it that's why like um for example you can get pretty big bugs you know about yay big i'm holding imagine i don't know a couple of yeast rolls but uh but 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 uh dragonfly used to be as long as you know a six foot sub uh but but because they breathe through their skin that was only possible back when the oxygen concentration was much much larger right so yeah for insects and stuff yeah like that's the theory is that that metabolism the the higher oxygen level could support larger insects that could fly and do other things like that um remember though the largest animal that's ever lived is the antarctic blue whale and so you know that's alive today and this thing weighs it's like the size of 33 elephants um and so we have in the sea i mean the largest animal ever, blue whale and then we've had on land even recently if you look in like the last few million years when auction levels are pretty close to what they are now you look at some of the large mammals that were on that walked around nothing quite like the size of the some of the sauropods but you know and and that may there may that might have been oxygen level but also it just might be that a, a evolution evolves towards things that are you know you don't bigger than an elephant on land not not so good because your your likelihood of destabilizing your habitat and being able to recover from what might be limited uh so so okay uh i read an article this week talking about how the ongoing joke for a hundred years has been that fusion is only 30 years away mm -hmm. <laughs> this time it looks like it really is only about 30 years away and there's a project i believe in france about the first uh, fusion reactor that they're trying to get online uh once we get over that hump and essentially energy becomes free we can have micro suns all over the planet uh all of a can sudden I pause I'm excited to see where this goes when Brian we're talking about giant animals and Brian's like, well, let's start with fusion now. That, that's the wedge to get the door open. Uh, and then at that point, when energy is no longer the problem, then all of a sudden questions of like, for example, carbon sequestration, uh, uh, the ability to strip uh, uh, carbon from the atmosphere or whatever, we can decide whatever flavor we want the atmosphere to be um and all of a sudden what have been science fiction questions of for example if you're terraforming mars how much oxygen do you want to have oh wait a nasty side effect of doubling the amount of oxygen means that when there's a forest fire it becomes global instantly because the uh, everything is primed um uh, what 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 would we like to consider that could be possible once even the uh, what the atmosphere is comprised of is just a matter of a 10 to 20 year project. Like uh, obviously right now, uh, uh, the first thing everyone would vote for was, well, let's get back to pre-industrial levels of, of uh, CO2. But outside of that, I mean, do we stop there? Do, do, do we increase the amount of oxygen so we can all run faster and be bigger? Uh, do we 
reduce the amount of oxygen and, 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 and make us all more efficient. We're, I mean, we're, life on Earth is pretty optimized for kind of the level that oxygen is as it changes or decreases, then we would have to adapt to that, which that's part of the problem with climate change is that if it happens slowly, life will adapt. If it happens too quickly, it won't. And some things are going to have problems. So I would think, think take your idea and think about, is there... A, a scenario where we could take a part of Yellowstone and build a dome, and the dome could be a real dome, the dome could be some sort of electromagnetic field or sonic field, and then change the oxygen levels there. Right. And, and, and likewise, what is the morality of aesthetics-based changes? Like, for example, uh, again, you're, Everyone's going to have to take a big leap to join me on this, this ridiculous thought experiment. But assuming that you're not going to make any species extinct, you're going to uh, be as healthy as you can be, why not add sparkles to the atmosphere and make every sunset also have a rainbow or something? Like, is there can a we, reason not to? Well, I mean, we can't even get Starlink without people. Hey, being... baby, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm going to need you to leap farther to join me on this. But, 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 my, my, my question is. Yeah, but I mean, like, why? Well, that's my. I'm like, well, yeah, people object to that. People object to that, which should be as simple. And astronomers that have some concerns about that. So when you start saying adding sparkly sunsets and stuff, like, if providing, if if providing kids living in rural areas of Alaska on Indian reservations with no access to the internet and giving them internet is controversial because it interferes with backyard astronomers, where do you think your proposal in like Ooh. the 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 Lisa Frank initiative? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> About how pretty it would yes. be. Yeah. Wait, Wait, more, like more pretty sparkles. Then, okay. I pledge that by 2045, we will have pastel colors and sparkles in every sunset. Okay, I have one for you. Uh, the morality of, we have, we have fusion, we've fixed uh, climate change. Uh, yeah. Sure, we've also fixed the, the economy. Everybody, Everybody's happy. Yes. We have the power to laser etch the entire face of the moon <laughs> with the sum total of human knowledge. Okay. The, the smartest place to put it. Get what well, I mean, everyone could see it. Yep. Right. Please look out. Yeah. Like Wikipedia is up on the moon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh -huh. Rap bit my sister the other day. What? But Wikipedia is on the moon. It's on the moon. Uh, <laughs> with 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 with, with uh, efficient redundancies, so that when Jimmy uh, Wells uh, is on the moon, <laughs> when meteorites hit stuff or whatever, like, uh, what is the moral argument against putting the Encyclopedia every uh, Galactica on the face of the moon? That you're laser etching the moon. Yeah. That's the, that's, no, that's, that's the complaint. Why? You can, all, you can only see it for 12 it's, it's, hours, it's, half it's, of the month. <laughs> Somebody, and it's on the internet. We well, need to bring in the Sierra Club here, Brian. We are two or three well-time solar flares away from losing most of the computers on the planet. Yep. Uh, that will not affect the copy of everything we know that on is facing us on the moon. All yeah. you have to do is we grind, grind on a stone. So and there's you can nothing. See it. There's nothing else that we could do down here for that. I, okay. So again, I'm a moon. Uh, I'm a moon purist myself. Uh, What's so, so great about the moon? Uh, uh, it's a beautiful sphere, Brian. And when you don't 
like uh, understand see that's exactly a a moon defacers <laughs> argument that like this is not a precious resource like, all of a sudden, you don't need to worry about starlink because so, anybody right, who's standing me, and looking let, up can can know how to make penicillin but the cheese typical, if you mess typical, with the cheese yeah there's cheese yeah. up there if you mess with let the me, cheese i'm gonna be and by, that, and by that i mean chi like energy mm -hmm. <laughs> okay if we were like brian if, multiple like, cheese like let's fill the national let's fill the grand canyon with water I mean, I'm in, but go on. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, I mean, you and I might be in. You and I might be very cool. Uh, 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 speaking of which, not that I'm going to call equate you to Hitler, but did you ever see the, the early plans that Hitler had for, like, the Mediterranean? Uh, no. Was it, did it involve the moon? It, that would have been next steps. But okay. this was the, there was an early, like, Third Reich plan. The idea was to basically, like, get the straight of Gibraltar, like, dam it all off, drain it out, and basically just create all this new land between Europe and Africa. Okay, okay. And uh, it may not be a scale, bad smaller idea. Smaller scale. Uh, <laughs> uh, private endeavor. You need a telescope to see it. It won't bother anyone. The complete archive of all of the Marvel Comics catalog, yeah. laser-etched, in a very small corner of the moon, anybody can see it from a telescope. Tell me why not. Also assume that everyone's been fed and global climate change has been fixed. Gotcha. I, I, I was- Does it seem all I the reasons we shouldn't do it don't exist? I was obsessed when I, I was obsessed when I was younger about coating the moon with mirrors because then it could be like a TV that could just be up in the sky. Yeah, it's just we could just all look up at moon TV and just be like, oh, actually, uh, no, no I think about a giant uh, one mile by one mile e ink displays. Uh, you can mm -hmm. get a decent size. I feel uh, like this HD. is going to be the reason why we all go to the moon together so we can <laughs> we can create this. And then on the way back, we get fantastic four powers. <laughs> Okay, okay. Lesser idea. One green dot for one day, giant laser. It's the green dot on the moon day. It's only one day. Also, global warming has for, been fixed. Okay, for charity? For charity? Yes, yes. It's, it, in fact, it's Trick a question. It's You're a, still a monster. Uh, You're still a monster. Defacer! What does everybody love about that was? I was watching a, uh, is watching a, a is watching I, this. I thought this was a fairly low bar, but I understand there's resistance. No, yeah. I was watching a video that was talking talking <laughs> about some of the criticism when Mr. Beast did his Squid Games. If you haven't seen Mr. Yep. Beast's Squid Games mm -hmm. in a day, amazing. You know, he spends you know he gets a, a mobile game sponsor to spend three and a half million dollars so he can do a big Mr. Beast, create the entire Squid Games like full scale. It's insane what they did. Uh, and then, like, there are people who are like, like, an article came out like, whoa, why didn't he use the money for charity? And it's like, why didn't they use the money for Top Gun Maverick for charity? Like, yeah, he's making entertainment. It, it, yeah. And then he does have an entire channel directed to philanthropy and has planted millions of trees and all. So it's just this weird sort of like, you can't win, Brian, is what we're trying to say. You and can't meanwhile, win. I'm the asshole for wanting to laser edge the moon it's with the moon. my knowledge. Why don't you use that laser for curing the sad? It's already rich, been cured. It's already been cured. Well, everything's been cured. Well, yes. In a perfect world, you... the only thing we haven't done left is put a laser dot in the moon. Let's put a laser dot yeah. in the moon. What about <laughs> the fact that we have it? The search to find more things to cure, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Ah, what yeah. about what about what about cure fatigue? Have we you ever thought about that? We invented AI sentient bots and given them diseases so that we could, could cure those diseases. <laughs> Think of My all the songs fault. about the moon you're going to ruin. <laughs>
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, gonna lose a lot of music. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna say mm. uh, we're we're gonna organize the mo- Oh, imagine a bunch of squiggly lines, and you could just run something over it, and you're listening to some thirty-one. Some thirty-one. Yeah. Is that the prequel? <laughs> yeah, they're a knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're a cover band for some forty-one. <laughs> They're a math rock cover band. <laughs> Please don't ask skinny, me their name. S- skinny lip. <laughs> <laughs> the yeasty bros. <laughs> uh, hey, do this we have any... The, do we, the, the, oh, sorry, these are we CDs we found in the dollar store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, once you get fusion, things oh. get nutty. You get to do whatever you want. In, hopefully, yeah. I think I think that's... I don't... I was going to play in this episode like... We really need to think about starting to think really, really, really big because we're we're entering in this age where there are certain people who are thinking very big and moving fast. Like Elon Musk is one of them. There are other people, and some of them. There's always people thinking big, but I have a whole book like about you know from people in like the 80s and 70s who were these big thinkers, but they didn't understand how markets work or how to create businesses. Now you're getting big thinkers who are creating businesses and markets and stuff. Look at all the money. Do you know? Do you know what's going to launch? Like next month is like the largest blimp in the world because i think it was like larry page or sergey brin you know decided like, wait, he really let's get into blimps. blimps let's get into blimps you know um and that like that's a case of somebody who's they're so big they call big them thinker. they're so big they call them blamps <laughs> yeah let's uh, see uh yeah uh now, now that I've lost the debate, I understand that really this is the classic question of, of art versus function, right? Where it's like, how do you justify art of an expenditure of energy at any level in something that, quote unquote, doesn't make sense, you know? Well, when, I, when it, there are so many, quote unquote, more legitimate uses. Yeah, for that I think I think we, we, we probably have a, a little bit of, of a confusion between, you know, the discourse, capital T capital D when it comes to like criticism of art versus I think like the, the, the thing in my, in my low bottom hater uh, version of, of, uh, of you know, crapping on your idea, the, the way that I would attack it is that somebody is making a cavalier decision on a public resource and few things get more public than the, the moon. moon. Yeah. You know, and uh, that, that's where you're always going to have a problem moving consensus on something that is universally understood. Well, and I guess when it comes to the moon, let's say the laser etching was not information. You could put that on the dark side of the moon. Uh, uh, information's on the dark side of the moon, but on the front side of the moon, you you carve everything to maximize reflectivity yeah. with the intention of their entire areas that are too dark. Business up front. Party in the back. Okay. Well, no, the information's on the back. Yeah, that's the party. Oh, the party is the information. The party's the information. Oh, okay. Duh. Wait, the, one boring, the boring one part is the album. thing that brings light to the planet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a VHS copy of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally uncontroversial. I Totally, yeah. Uh, if you go to the LTAResearch.com, this is the company that Bryn's one of the founder, uh, funders of, and they use the example of if you have these big airships, if you have disaster areas where all of your infrastructure is gone, your ports are gone, roadways are gone, how do you get them supplies? And so that's what they want to do, their first use case for building really big, giant, awesome airships. 
Is... Oh, you want to know what? I wonder if this was always whenever you drove down south from uh, uh, the San Francisco Oakland area down to Palo Alto, there is this gigantic airfield that had these massive blimps forever, and and I had always heard that that uh, uh, the Google people had bought it out and and were kind of using it to test stuff. I wonder if this is is uh, uh, the the fruit of that labor. Yeah, they've got uh, facilities in Sunnyvale and Mountain View, so probably. Yeah. Have we talked about uh, the fact that I, I believe Walmart has announced like seven different uh, markets that it intends to do drone delivery? No, although I will say uh, all throughout South Austin, those little cocoa drones, delivery drones, are all over the place. No, like, I, I see do them they actually constantly. land. No, no, no. These are not flying. They are rolling. Got it. And so they roll up on the sidewalks. They roll up to your house. We we actually got delivery in them once uh, from a place right around the corner from us. But uh, uh, these things are are in in use in in heavy use that I have seen uh, uh, from a few restaurants around the the South Austin area. That is crazy, awesome. Well, and I've seen I've seen these things on college campuses for years. Yeah, like I've always seen them on TikTok of, ah, uh, the robot fell over. I'm gonna help the robot. Um, so it, it just makes sense that they would s- keep scaling that up because it's clever. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a little slower than. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the, only there's only so many drones. I mean, the, the question is, what do we do with all that? energy we're saving and i'm just saying maybe a second backup copy maybe, of Wikipedia. maybe put all of beetle planet. bailey on Wouldn't the moon be, okay fine <laughs> what about a book maybe what about a book yeah what kind of book uh uh oh what yeah because they make what posters if, of all what of if this information. what if there was an ancient alien civilization that died because of some sort of like once every billion year meteor strike and they wanted to warn us so they made a replica of their planet by etching our moon. With you ever all think about the that? All the craters are actually yeah. the moon <laughs> is our actually... the moon is our statue. It's our memorial it's statue. Warning. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen an okay. asteroid hit the moon? Uh, first, I'm just asking questions. This is first, where this is where Nick all, Cage. This is where Nick Cage realizes exactly that in the movie. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, you, uh, you've gone straight to series on History Channel. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, uh, whatever. We've talked about different versions of this, like. Uh, uh, if if inside the moon there was a perfect, beautiful crystalline structure, but it was valuable in some way, is it okay to go bang up all those crystals, even though nobody's seeing them? Probably not for some people, and probably for people who want to sell that crystal. All right, listen. Who need that? Who need that crystal? I got that moon rock. I got yeah, that moon rock. I'm trying to mine this moon rock. Patreon.com/slash/Brian's crystals. <laughs> They're on go. the moon. We'll get them. Uh, do we have any picks? Yep, we have picks. I got a pick. I saw Top Gun Maverick. Boy, howdy. If you like planes, <laughs> is this the movie for you? <laughs> they got planes out the wazoo. They're flying them. They're looking at them. Are they fast? thinking about them. Bryce, they're so fast. In fact, my least favorite part of the movie is that that coward, Tom Cruise, <laughs> in the first 
15 minutes did not do his own stunt of having a plane explode <laughs> going Mach 10. <laughs> if he had any guts, he would have done his own stunt there, but no, it happens off screen. Bruce Lee would have been in the plane. Well, oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, no. Jackie Chan would have done it all day. Buddy uh, Holly would have been. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Jesus. Right. Look, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. Uh, uh, there was. I mean the, the 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 criticism of of the movie that I've seen, not Brian's criticism, but but a criticism <laughs> that, that I have seen. That guy wants to draw doodles on the moon. <laughs> no, no, I mean you you have a different a different yes. thing for which I, I find more constructive. But but there's been a, a few things that I've read that are oh this is like a, a, a cynical repackaging of of uh, the '80s, which is obviously where Top Gun is kind of an iconography. Uh, uh, I am here to say yes. Here's Here's my money. Exactly. Yeah, Here's right? my yeah. money. Like, uh, uh, it's, yes. It's almost as though the whole world has said, can we have just one thing that's normal and familiar, please? Well, I mean, also, th there's, you know, some ideas of like, hey, there are all these people are arrogant uh, to a level because their skills have to be this level, right? Like, you were dealing with a class of people for whom, much like the original movie, you find out that the people that are challenging your protagonist might not be evil they're just a-holes <laughs> and, they, and they're a-holes because they process these things slightly different uh uh there's been some fascinating uh stuff that i've read about you know our our chief antagonist in in the movie aside from the unnamed enemy <laughs> for whom uh, i was about to say man I, I go where were you when the enemy was defeated yeah <laughs> uh, uh but but the antagonist that you spend the, uh, most of the time with there were some third act changes to give him kind of more of a story, which I think uh, matters a lot in, in the movie uh, of making it kind of a crowd pleaser. But uh, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. It was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, I saw it twice. You were not a fan. Uh, uh, I, I, I enjoyed both times. Uh, the second time, the contrast was just turned up a little bit more. And I realized like the middle 40 minutes is pretty much garbage. Like, uh, like the beginning is excellent. The end is excellent. Middle 40 minutes not good. I would disagree, but that's that's the magic of cinema. Yes, we'll put that on the moon too. Yeah. Also, it's okay to disagree about. It's Top okay Gun to Maverick. disagree. <laughs> Brian yeah, Rushman says it's okay to. Disagree. I I I I loved it. I think that last act was great, and it's over the top, and I'm delighted by it. But I can't say Brian, you're wrong to not enjoy that middle act. Middle acts are often like for me can make or break a movie, and like. Like that's been my problem with Marvel movies lately. Is like some of them the, have just been like so. There was a couple of really great moments in that in that dead zone of the middle forty, uh, including the uh, what sex is like over fifty. Loved the it. The, the, the most realistic over fifty <laughs> yes, sex scene. It was amazing. A lot Loved of slowly it. laying down, talking, <laughs> Whis and worrying about who's coming in. <laughs> yes, and it's suddenly only one of them has a shirt off, and then it's over. <laughs> love you, love that. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, 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 I'll tell you what it did. I, 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 I will, I will say that that movie relies a lot on Miles Teller's performance and he, uh, he, that's he, the he, son, he brought, son of, son of, yeah, yeah, son Rooster. of Goose Rooster. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that like the more I've thought about that movie, I'm like, wow, like I, this 
would be a lot less tolerable if I didn't care about Rooster and Rooster wasn't a, a as as you know for that role as filled out of a and a character. as as much of a cartoon as it is like I, I I never minded that he was living his life as a cartoon replica of his dad because it made sense you know somebody who would worship at that altar and you know all those things. Uh, I- it, 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 to my surprise, my the first thing I watched after Top Gun Maverick was Edge of Tomorrow, uh, the most underrated, uh, most brilliant Tom Cruise movie. Full stop. It's great. Yeah, Edge Agreed. of Tomorrow is great. Yeah, especially the end act where they write down Wikipedia on the moon. All it right, was great. all right, all right. Uh, uh, who's next? Uh, I'll go. I got? saw I saw a movie that. Um, I liked most of, uh, it's a low budget gem from, I believe 2012, 2013 from oscilloscope. Um, I, I, I want to say it's called cohesion or something like that. Uh, probably should know the name of the thing that I'm promoting. <laughs> coherence. Uh, coherence. That's the one. There you go. Uh, if you want to watch a low budget dinner party of, uh, people, uh, with, with, with poorly explained reasons that a comet would cause, all glass to explode and also split their house into multiple copies of itself. At which point all of them become distrustful of each other and you don't know who's from which house. Then boy, do I have a movie I just spoiled for you. Yeah. Uh, 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 by the way, I, I, I think I only made it to the like mid second act just then. Uh, it's great. Um, uh, I liked it. I, I didn't, it, it didn't really have the punch at the end, but I think it's a worthy journey. Um, the acting is super duper believable. There's something about that chit chat uh, cadence that everyone has that makes me feel like these are all talented improvisers and there was less of a script than somebody might have claimed there was. A uh, quick edit to the moon archives. Uh, Paolo in the chat has me dead to rights. It was Amazon Prime, not the Netflix. On coherence. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. One of them. Um, I've got a pick. It is, you've heard me talk about it a lot, um, uh, but I want to show you something cool I did with it. Maybe we'll talk about it after things a little bit. Uh, but I really like the Things app, the to-do app on uh, uh, on the iPhone. I uh, I think last time I talked about it, I had it on, I bought it on the iPhone and I bought it on the Mac. And then over the weekend, I bought it on the iPad because... Um, because uh, it's great. It is really good. Uh, I, I have gone in and like I've been using things for a long time. And one of the, th- the problems I've got with to do's, I think, is that I had my to do's were too big. They were too many big. They were too big. It was like it, like uh, do Monday, <laughs> check off Monday and Tuesday, you know. And so I over the weekend, I went in and like really broke down a lot of the things that I do. And um, things has a lot of um, the things app has tags and it's got projects and and groups and all sorts of organizational stuff that is um really cool and and they've got a lot of tools for setting things to repeat because i do i focus mostly on shows and so a lot of the stuff i do just is going to repeat anyway so going in and setting that stuff up uh was great and now i feel i don't know it 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 was very cool i think if you are looking to get your get your stuff organized i like things the app things on ios um, 
it's great. It's a little expensive, but it's not a subscription, and it's very good. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I tried things forever ago. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I go in and out with with, with to do solutions as I think many people do. But yeah. uh, uh, when when it works for you, then chase that dragon. Yeah, because there are, there are a lot of productivity suites out there, and a lot of them are calendar focused. And yeah. I'm I'm just it. The nice thing about the to do list and the way things is, is it's very drag and drop. It's very yeah. you don't need to set five fifteen p.m. and you're scrolling through the whole thing. Just Write down what you need to know, and it's there. I really dig that. Um, so, things app. Thing. Andrew? So, I don't want to rant. I'm Ooh. not going to name names, Bryce. No, uh, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to name names because TV and stuff is hard, and it's hard when you're, like, doing things with, like, a big legacy material. It is a miracle that anything gets made ever, and having said that, we appreciate everything that everybody makes. Also, please dish on why Obi-Wan is so terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to speak to that in particular or anything. <laughs> okay. But do you remember when, like, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, oh, Star Trek that. fan movies started to look better and, like, because people would start raising money and do VFX and stuff. And you'd watch them and be like, oh, you know, for a group of people working with nothing but actually so they bring in actors from star trek to yep. go do stuff to like do this stuff you'd be like i love the fact that people did that and that's really cool but it still would look something sometimes an effect might look cool and then it looks super cheap you know like wow why are you just shooting this in like a gravel quarry that looks super low budget and cheap and now i'm experienced i'm not gonna name a franchise but i'm experiencing <laughs> that with a franchise where not as the right not only is the writing so watered down and weak that i'm looking at this going this looks cheap. This looks so cheap and just not well. Like, what could be one of the most amazing moments in, you know, reunions and media is just feels like a crappy fan film. Oh, not speaking uh, about anything in particular. We're no, of course, I would hate no, it that no, talking in about the documentary Brushwood, A Man in His Moon. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the 2022 exactly. documentary exactly. about a guy in his quest to write down things on the moon. Uh, I'm not speaking of any. A franchise or a television show it's on streaming or otherwise but sometimes you can be so woke you're racist uh, <laughs> and i would describe that when you're very uh, when you clearly have a lot of faith in an actress and you really want to make sure that she's the star uh and so you don't put any kind of prosthetics on her face to make her a crazy alien, but in the opening scene of your show, the goon squad shows up and out comes Frankenstein and Dracula and a black woman that in the 90s, that would have been 45 minutes from Spike Lee. Like, like that would have been a, a, a cut and dry example of how you are otherizing a, a, a black woman. Uh, but I am not speaking about anything in specific. That would just be a very we unfortunate thing I, to happen. I, it would be an I unfortunate thing say, that would happen. If you want to help underrepresentation, write really good material for people. Don't put don't put people in a position where they have to make stuff that's really poorly written or uh, legit. And they get criticized and they get criticized for it. Uh, this is just a general, general question. General. How are you gonna write anything when you ain't got no hands? <laughs> I'm just saying in general, it's hard to write when suddenly your hands are gone. Uh boy. All right. <laughs> Look at that. 
boy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. I, I And also, like, I have this thing of, like, watching stuff where, like... I not name it a particular show. No particular show. If you went across the street and you grabbed somebody out of the Starbucks from here and threw them in some sort of fantasy sci-fi attire and put them on camera and did this five minutes later, it would look. It, I feel like I'm literally watching something. Like Star Wars felt like another universe. This feels like effing Burbank to me. Oh. This feels so the this, hypothetical this gen- thing. This general, general thing that we're talking about. The yeah. world just, feels like Burbank just lately. Just hire everybody with British accents. That worked great. You know, you have like unless it's you know one or two people who don't have them, but everybody else is British it was, accents. It was for all so your weird in this thing that we're definitely not specifically referring to. When, <laughs> when, uh, I, I was he's waiting showing, for somebody showing to up. complain about the traffic on the 405. And like, like, just... When, when the person who's an a-hole at uh, uh, this uh, random protagonist's job is just like, hey, y'all, back up. You're getting half price this time. Instead of like, they're British. Everyone's British. That's the whole thing. Uh-huh. Oh God! I'm glad. I don't know what you're describing, but I would not want to watch that. Well, I'm I glad would, nobody's referring to anything in, in particular. Just the hypothetical it, situation hypothetical, that we're setting yeah. up. Yeah, I, Hi- hypothetically, I'd call it Obi Woof. <laughs> over, I mean, I was this so one's hyped. a dog, ladies and gentlemen. Like, hypothetically, yeah, thank you for explaining. That would the, be a grown yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, anybody finish Moon Knight? By the way, I did. I didn't start it. Uh, the I last episode uh, would have been a fine first episode. Would have been a good two-hour movie, I think. I agree. Cool. Well, uh, I have a pick. Ooh. I do have a pick. Okay. Yellowstone, eighteen eighty-three. Oh, that's uh, one of the spinoffs, right? That's the one on Paramount, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan wrote this. Uh, the lead actress in it is fantastic. It's a great cast. It, it Basically, it's people embarking upon the Oregon Trail, which I don't know if you realize wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it was I, uh, fun, just not very easy. It, 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 it's, it's, it's revisionist in the sense it's trying to, well, I'm not saying it's revisionist, but it's trying to be sympathetic to, like, you know, the, the indigenous peoples and everything and sort of the plight of all this sort of stuff. Uh I, I thought I really enjoyed it. Very, very, very much enjoyed 1883. That's Sam, I was, Sam I was, Elliott, right? Sam, oh, he's great. He's great. Trying to go down the Oregon Trail. Oh, my God. I'm listening. Go <laughs> on. It's me. Go on. <laughs> Absolutely uncomplicated factor, Some, Sam Elliott. Somebody needs to fjord the chalk the boat <laughs> and fjord the river. I only got Pretty one much. question. Yes, episode two. Episode two. Good. Uh, it's it's great. I, I just really shot it. 400 pounds of bison. <laughs> and I, well, I ate th- three th- and went on. Three I or four. Them. I forget which episode that happened. But <laughs> any, I, I am comparing this to nothing in particular where I watched something, <laughs> watching something where there are characters that I'm already familiar with. I understand the circumstances, things like this. Things should be kind of a slam dunk. And, not, and, and I don't like, oh, you already pre... Like, no, no, you can... Lord of the Rings was fantastic. And Lord of the Rings, and fans who had read those books and grew up with those books and, and knew every same detail, Harry Potter was fantastic. And we think about Harry Potter now, we think of, you know, that. Um, the good thing, they stopped at the last Harry Potter movie, and they tried to continue the universe with a bunch of older people and take all the things that are fun and joyful about it out of it, because that would have been a mistake. Um, <laughs> but all of this is going on the moon. I'll have you know. 1883... 
there's characters you never met before don't exist and they you care about their fates you care about what happens to them in episode two you just you're just like yeah but that's only because they named moments them each here uh hey i'm ed sears i hope to meet somebody named roebuck and start a catalog yeah i mean uh, but I, I think like th there are elements where you know like, like sequels are often the most well-regarded of a of, of a franchise the first movie after the the, the iconic one because you have a shorthand and that allows you character wise and story wise to tell, take other interesting chances. And I think in our world where every franchise is being mined within an inch of its life, but between sequels and prequels and spinoffs and everything that that's the most frustrating part is when those, the, that shorthand is squandered. So boring choices can be made or lame production decisions can be made. Because it's like you have that gift. That's what made the Marvel movies so great. I, it's what it's what has made these franchises now now being mined within an inch of their life so great initially was that they used that shorthand to their advantage. And these are not. I wanted the Witcher. I got the Ewok Caravan of Courage. Theoretically, that about whatever, whatever that show would that, have yeah. been. That, that's often a thing that Andrew just uses in his daily life when he when he gets a I'm bad dinner saying, or something like that. I, I don't know if it's the, the process, but the, I believe there are showrunners and writers out there that could have knocked this out of the park, and we'd be talking about how amazing it is. And I think there's probably conversation like Stranger Things season four. I've been very happy with. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, way better than season three. Uh, way no, better I'm, than season I, three. I, 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 I actually, I, I love the idea that uh, uh, they actually introduced a new antagonist because I was, I was certainly, I think that was the main problem, or uh, not a main problem. I think there was a lot of problems with uh, seasons two and season three of of Stranger Things, but one of them was that you've just invented a world where there are already multiple weird things happening, strange things, mind you. Uh, but you stopped with there's a monster in the upside down, and and it's like, yeah, no, you I, can make whatever, make make. A, yeah, anybody can show up in this world. Make interesting things show up. There's a couple storylines that drag, like maybe involving an actor who went on to do some big projects for a while and some comic book properties who doesn't appear in scenes with other people, and his storyline really, really drags for me. But from like three, just drove me nuts. Like two, yeah. uh, two, and then three. Like three, just really went off the rails because there were just moments where like slapstick comedy now it's serious i'm like uh this does not work well together and this is not scary where again i'm not saying it's perfect but i've really been enjoying this season four has been and they're doing longer episodes some of them like last one and they're doing a split so they just and then they're going to release in july two more episodes and one's going to be like two and a half hours yeah mm. so i would say give it a chance give it a chance they, they've a gotten chance. out of the kids being so super awkward where they're kind of back to where you like who they are and where they are. Nice. Brett Gellman's character is actually, I like him in this. The other one I always found him sort of the character was annoying, but here he's actually really good and useful. Cool. He's the conspiracy theorist guy. I'll put that on the moon too. Yep. Gentlemen, it's been lunar <laughs> and weird. It's been weird. I mean, why not? We fixed everything. We fixed poverty. We fixed... The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>